This is Life, Body, Business, Impact with Fatima. Welcome, friends. I'm so grateful to have you here. I'm your host, Fatima Ingalls, fitness expert, best-selling author, lifestyle entrepreneur, founder of the Life, Body, Business, Fit Systems, and co-founder of the amazing Freedom Retreats. My mission is to positively impact 10 million lives, to inspire you to wake up and live from your bucket list of dreams instead of waking up one day with a bucket list of regrets. Get ready to be inspired with weekly episodes and interviews that disrupt your thinking and motivate you to build your best life, body and business. To change one life is to change many. So come with me now and let's get started with yours. Hey there, beautiful people. So great to have you with us today. Wherever you are joining us from, I am so happy you are here. Shout out to my listeners in Brazil, US, Philippines, the UK, Australia, Canada, and around the globe. Thank you for being here. Today, I'm chatting with the beautiful Lisa Walney, mum of four and global entrepreneur extraordinaire, all the way from Calgary, Alberta, in Canada. Lisa is a powerhouse of a woman, a WBFF pro fitness model, health and business coach, and a top 1% worldwide network marketing professional. She's the have-it-all girl, but this was most certainly not always the case for Lisa, and she will share a little bit about that soon. Now, I was lucky enough to bump into Lisa at a business event we both attended, where I mentioned to her at the event, it was a five-day event, and I had only brought six out, five outfits because I thought it was actually um, a five-day event. It was actually a six-day event. Correction there. Um, Lisa, being the beautiful, thoughtful woman that she was, actually brought a dress down for me the following day so that I had enough outfits for the event. So how beautiful and thoughtful is that? Lisa, welcome to the show. It's so great to have you here. Oh, thanks for having me, Fatima. This is so fun. Who would have ever thought we'd be here when, uh, you know, I was bringing down that dress that day? <laughs> I, I know, I know. That. So, yeah, it's, I mean, we've known each other for almost a year now. And, um, I know. I think you've got so much um, amazing stuff to share with our listeners. So I'd love to start with you telling us a little bit about your journey and what the Have It All Girl is. Wow, where do I start? Um, well, I'm just going to keep it really, really brief um, for the sake of time. But basically, you know, as, as a mama four, I found myself um, years and years ago, I mean, I'll, I'll be 49 in a couple of weeks. And I, you know, I have no problem sharing that. But back when I was 30, and I actually had two small children at the time, um, I suffered a massive stroke. Um, at the hands of just a neck manipulation that went bad. And it was just, it was interesting because um, it was my health, because I was so fit at the time, that is ultimately what saved me. But I was left with extensive uh, cerebral damage in the cerebellum. So it took me three years to fully recover. And, uh, but, you know, mindset is everything, uh, mindset and faith and everything that pulled me through. But it was interesting. I had all these side effects. But one thing that didn't happen was I didn't lose my voice. And that was a big joke around. And I mean, we had we had to keep things light. We truly, you know, we had to. And uh, and I knew that for me, this was, you know, I, I truly believe God gives you what you can handle. And I was, you know, this happened to me. And so many people learned from this and they chose to live their lives differently because of this. It was a wake up call for so many others. And it, and it was interesting because not that I didn't need a wake up call, but I was the one, I felt that this message was being channeled through me, if that makes sense. So it was, you know, I just, I just kept looking for how I was going to use my voice. I'm like, gosh, you know what? I really feel that I have a responsibility to, to, you know, deliver this message to the world 
about being proactive with your health because truly without your health you don't have it all you know you don't have you have nothing you can have all the money in the bank you can be driving the fanciest cars and have you know even a beautiful family all of that stuff but if you're not around to enjoy it or you can't fully enjoy it right it's it's you know it's super tough and i mean life is just not we want to be thriving you know not just surviving 100%. Um, so, yeah so then fast forward you know, I, I was searching, searching, and uh, I was told that after having a stroke that I couldn't have any more children. And lo and behold, I found myself surprisingly pregnant at 38, and then again at 39. Oh my gosh! Wow. Yeah. And, and you already had two children. I did, and they were they were uh, almost 11 and 13 at the time. So here I had 11 11 year gap between my two older kids and two younger, and I found myself in a state of overwhelm, complete state of overwhelm. And I mean, I was so grateful for these, you know, two little gifts. Uh, but, you know, on the other hand, I was actually, it, it, I, I hate to say it, but I was somewhat resentful. Um, you know, it had turned my life completely upside down. I had never gone through depression. I really found myself um, having thoughts I'd never thought about. Um, I started drinking a lot. Um, I was reaching for a wine, you know, at pretty soon. It was like, okay, four o'clock on a Friday, which was, you know, that was fine. And, and, but then it became, you know, Wednesday at three and then Tuesday at two. And um, basically I was using that to cope and I had never done that before. You know, I'd always been this strong person and I, you know, I taught nutrition. I had been a fitness trainer and I had done all of these things. And I thought like, oh my gosh, what is happening to you? Who are you becoming? So I finally, I pretty much hit my all time low. I smashed a wine glass um, in the sink. It was kind of like noon on a Monday. I looked at myself in the mirror and said, well, like, what is happening to you? Who, who is, who's the firecracker? Where is she gone? Like, who is this person staring, you know, at you in the mirror? I was 35 pounds overweight, again, very, very depressed. I mean, I was looking at these two beautiful babes and I was just, I was angry. And I knew that my, my family deserved more. I deserve more. My, my children deserve more. My husband deserved more. And I made a decision to change on the spot. And that's the thing is that, you know, our decisions, we can choose to change at any given moment, any given moment. And that was mine. And that, that was just started a journey where, um, I, I just, and, and that's where the network marketing journey came in. I, you know, relied, uh, I had these products somebody had shared with me and I said, oh, okay, I, I'm so desperate. I'll put them to the test. They worked so well. I, pounds and inches were melting off. And all of a sudden I had this pep in my step and I was laughing again. And my daughter's like, oh my gosh, whatever you're doing, mom, don't stop. And I said to her, well, I wasn't that bad. And she was 13 and she looked at me and she said, mom, you were awful. Wow. And it was just, it was like a knife just stabbed me in the heart. Mm -hmm. um, but you know what? She was telling me the truth and I, and I knew it and I couldn't argue with her. But that was, again, you know, those moments in life where, you know, we just pivot, right? Like, it's just, it's just those moments where um, we can go down one road or the other. And that was just fuel. That was just fuel on the fire for me. And I just set some extreme goals. And uh, in, in the process of that, I saw, um, I worked on myself physically I wanted to win this, the company's body transformation challenge and uh, take my body to, you know, a, a level I had never taken it to before, even as a trainer and stuff. Um, so I did that. So I was very, very focused. So I know the power of a vision and a goal. And, I, you know, it was just I, I saw that I looked at that every single morning and that was my focal point. And, you know, nothing was going to get in my way. And people thought I was crazy. and I didn't care. I'm like, listen, you're not living my life. I'm living my life and I'm becoming, I'm setting such a positive example for my kids. And, you know, I'm becoming fun again. I'm fired up again, right? I'm living. I'm not just, you know, existing. And so many people in life are just existing. And I was truly living and people wanted what I had. People want, they're like, what are you doing? Oh my gosh, whatever it is, I want it. I want to be like you. I want to look like you. Like you are having so much fun, the energy coming off of you. So that was the thing. 
I went from this, you know, train wreck, smashing, you know, wine glass in the sink to becoming this person very, very quickly. And that's how fast we can change. <laughs> Truly, I'm living proof of that. Um, that people wanted, you know, wanted a piece of. So I just started sharing. I started sharing what I had. I started sharing these products and all of a sudden I started getting paid and everything. And, and that's when I really looked into the business model and I went, oh my gosh, I can do this. I can do this in the cracks of nap time. I can do this in the cracks of, of you know, uh, diapers. I can do this, um, you know, I mean, dishes can wait. All of a sudden I had such a huge vision and mission to not only help people transform their, their, their you know, themselves physically, but I also saw the financial need for so many families out there that an extra $500 a month, if I could help them make that, which was very, very simple to do, that that would save most marriages. So I just became very, very passionate about helping families, you know, thrive versus survive, both physically and financially. And, you know, it's amazing when you have a mission and a vision and a passion, uh, what, what we're truly capable of doing. And yeah, and it's just been uh, just a phenomenal journey ever since. And that was uh, about eight and a half years ago that that, that whole journey began. It's been such a, uh, an amazing transformation from, from your book and from what you have shared. And I thank you for sharing all of that, Lisa. There are a few really important points in there, but I wanted to go back to talking to you about feeling resentful because that's something that, you know, people don't like to admit, especially when it comes to family. And there are a lot of people listening that are mums or dads, you know, that are parents and struggle between wanting to follow a passion and have a career, but still be an amazing and wonderful parent and be there for their children. So can you talk to me a little bit about feeling resentful? Why were you feeling resentful when you had two unexpected pregnancies and two young children? Although I know you absolutely love and adore them. What what was going on for you there? Well, and you know, and, and that's such a great question because you know, I, I've shared this on stage so many times, this whole resentful piece. And it's probably the piece that people come up to me the most after, particularly moms. And they're crying. They're crying. They're bawling. And, and they're going, oh, my gosh, thank you for sharing that. Because I just think some days I'm the worst person in the world. And you sharing that has helped me so much. And I'm like, listen, here's the thing. We're not perfect human beings. OK, I love all four of my children, every single one. But if anybody's a parent, you know, you know that parenting is not easy. And especially if you have, like for myself, I didn't realize it at the time, but I was certainly um, struggling with postpartum. I would have never admitted that at the time. I'm a strong woman. I'm a strong mom. Are you kidding me? You know, I'm like, nobody can break, break this, you know, this pillar of strength, right? And, and you know, we're all that. And, and all these people used to come up to me and go, oh my gosh, I can't believe, it. I don't know how you do it. You got two kids in high level hockey and you got these two babies in this, in this double stroller. And wow, you just, you know, I don't know how you, how you do it. You've got it all together. And I used to go back into my car and I would break down into tears and go, oh my God, they have no idea. Like I'm a hot mess, right? Like they have no idea. And you guys, none of us know what's going on behind closed doors. And I think that's something, right? And I think that's something we always have to remember. So when you're looking at pursuing something, and trust me, when I started on this journey, I had some very lofty goals. And there were sacrifices. There were sacrifices. But what I did, and this is what I would really, one one of the things that I would really, um, you know, suggest to a lot of, you know, the parents that are out there that are going for their big goals, and maybe they have to be away from their kids and, you know, going through stuff, is that you have to first start by communicating um, with your family what your goals are. Do you know how many people I coach and they're doing this in secret? They have all of these wants and desires and, you know, the, these dreams and they just feel that, you know, they're hiding and they can't share it with the ones that are closest to them. 
And we all know, I mean, sometimes the people closest to us are not the most, you know, are not our raving fans. And that's usually because of fear, right? Right, Fatima? Like, it's, it's usually because of fear. So what started happening was even when I was transforming my body, so maybe, you know, somebody that's listening that maybe is looking at doing a physical transformation, for instance, is that you will get the dream stealers. Trust me, you guys, they're everywhere. They are absolutely everywhere. And more often Sometimes than not. Sometimes they're sleeping right next to you, right? That right. I was going to cool. say that is one, right. of the, one of the hardest things. How right. do you deal with that? So you, you say it is important to share and communicate these goals. And I understand people doing it in secret because I've done that myself. I've done it in secret when I first wanted to compete. I was so afraid that with my own fears that I wouldn't be able to do it, that I wouldn't be able to achieve the goal, that I thought I'd keep it a secret because then there wouldn't be accountability. But also what other people thought, how they impose their limitations and their fears onto your dream. And I look at it as a goal, as a like a little baby, a newborn baby, and you don't want to expose it to illness, you know, the oh, dream goal. So what do you say to people when you're coaching them and, and your team? You want so, them to share, but how do you stop I, I, Okay, so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm gonna just go back to some of the feelings, some of the things that I was getting because I always go back to personal experience, right? Which always helps me uh, as, as a coach. So one of the things was I wanted to transform and I wanted to win this, this, this competition, whatever it was paying out. Oh my gosh, one hundred twenty thousand dollars. I had a better chance of controlling that than winning the lottery. So I bought, I bought a magazine at Costco of all places. It was nine ninety nine, and I came home and my husband looked, looked at it on the counter and he said, well, what is this? And I said, oh, I said, you know, it's a fitness model. It's, it's a, you know, whatever, it's a fitness book. And I said, I'm going to look just like her. And he looked at me and he laughed. And he said, trust me, he loves me dearly. We've been married for 25 years. But he laughed and he said, you know, you know how hard that is. You know, basically good luck with that, right? And the thing is, he didn't want me getting disappointed. And this is a, often, it's, it's because of their fears. It, it has nothing to do with you. It's, it's their fears and they're just projecting that on you. So that for me though, I'm a pretty stubborn person. And when I put my mind to it, that was like, and I don't, I don't know if he was doing it psychologically because he knew it pissed me off so much. But I tell you what, I took that and I was like, watch me, just watch me. Oh yeah. So you know what? You can either, you have two choices. You can either curl up in a ball and start crying and just let everybody dictate which direction your life is going. Or you can just go, you know what? You can take it. And I've got some choice words. I won't share them. But anyway, you know where I'm going with this and go, just let it fuel you, let it fuel you. And you know what? Hey, I was doing things I like, I, I would, you know, um, I was a morning person. So I'm like, that's fine. Okay. I won't bug you with a 5am alarm. I'll go sleep on the couch. <laughs> not, not that, you know, we're anything's bad, uh, you know, with our marriage or anything like that. But it's like, listen, I, I made the sacrifices. I'm like, listen, I was willing to get as uncomfortable as possible in order to reach my goal. Right. Because if I was going to do this and, and step on eggshells, which so many people do, I knew I was never going to get there. And that is so many people like it's these dream stealers. And, you know, often they're not even doing it. Uh, they're, they're not even doing it consciously. Right. They're, they're just there. They're doing it. And Fatima, like you said, they're often in the home. So you have to decide how how bad do you want it? And sometimes we have to look and it's interesting because I've done cleanse coaching for years, part of the health regime. And I often tell clients, I'm like, listen, sometimes you just have to cleanse people that are closest to you. It hurts. But let me tell yeah. you, you have to ask yourself, who are you surrounding yourself with? And are they truly serving where you want to go? Because you know what? We all grow. And when we grow, we either grow together or we grow apart. And um, yeah, and that's that's something I put out to people. And it gets them very uncomfortable. People get very uncomfortable. And I've been very uncomfortable. I did not get to where I am by being comfortable. And, um, you know, and I would never want to hurt anybody intentionally. I'm not that much. Some people are so driven. They really don't care, like, what they what they destroy in the journey. So there's a big difference between that 
though and just kind of putting you know just putting your foot down a bit right like have have some courage but here's the thing too you guys it starts with belief in yourselves and this is the number one thing where people fall short on just like you said Fatima you wanted to become you know do a fitness competition but you were too scared to share because you didn't want to put yourself into accountability because what if you fail right right and that is and that's so many people don't want to do that. Do you know what I did immediately? I am so about accountability. I told everybody, anybody that would listen to me it was so funny. I'm sure people were just getting so sick of me at the gym. And they're like, oh, how are you doing? Oh, fantastic. I joined this fitness competition and you know what? I'm going to win it. I wasn't even saying I'm going to do my best. Oh, no, no, no. I was declaring I was going to win it. Like, that's the thing is that what we put in our minds, you guys, if we don't believe it, if we truly don't believe it, how can you possibly make it happen? You have to at least believe there's a possibility of it making happen. If you keep going, well, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm like, yeah, well, guess what? Chances are you're not going to do it. If you're just That's going, so you're going to try, right? The mind you know? is so powerful what you're telling your mind. You know, people often say you tell yourself a lie for long enough, you believe it. And they often say it in, um, in a, with a negative connotation. But there's also a positive to that. You tell yourself this for long enough. Your mind oh. starts believing it and starts giving you what you need and behaving in the way um, that you need to behave in order to achieve this desire. Absolutely. And you know what? I'm, I'm, do you mind if I share one more example? Because this was... Absolutely. Um, when, Go for it. When, so when I started, okay, so for instance, so let's say somebody's going after a financial goal, right? So that's that's kind of like a physical goal, but let's say a financial goal. So here I was, I remember making $7, my first check with this company, because I don't know, I shared a couple products, whatever. It was seven bucks. And I was excited. I'm like, oh my gosh, I made $7. But I borrowed the belief of the people that had gone before me and made millions. And I knew, because I had such strong belief in myself, Right. And do you see how often I've mentioned that is belief in self, because you can have the perfect opportunity in front of you guys. You can have all the great mentors. You can have the time. You can have the money, the resources behind you. But honestly, if you don't have that personal belief that you can truly do this and crush this, guess what? It's not going to happen. You know, you are. But when you have when you have that 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 burning desire, like that belief in yourself that is like, you know what? I don't care what anybody else thinks. I know where I'm going. I know what I'm going to do with this. And I really don't give a shit what anybody else thinks. I'm going to do this. And if they don't believe in me, well, that's too bad because they clearly don't see what I'm made of. I'm going to do this. You guys, that is the mindset I had all along. And I had never made, I had never made more than $60,000 a year ever. I did not have a university degree. I did not, you know, I knew that I was very, very smart. I knew that um, I was capable of so much more. And so I looked at these other people that had made millions of dollars and I declared, I'm telling you from the rooftops, I'm like, I'm going to give myself five years to earn a million dollars in this company. I'm going to do it because I know I can do it. And guess what? I have all the resources here. They have everything there for me. It is just up to me to make sure that it can happen. And I believe in me. I can trust me. And you know what? It didn't. Okay. So it took me like just under six years. Who cares? The thing is, had I not told myself that or believed it, I mean, I was saying that when I had only made seven bucks. So where are you, you know, somebody's out there listening and they're looking at, you know, changing their lives financially. You guys, like there is so much power in the mindset of going, oh my gosh, I don't care. I don't, I don't, I don't care if I have to stay up half the night to get it done. Right. I don't care if I don't have the money, all the money, you know, to invest. I'm going to go and have a garage sale and I'm going to find it. I don't have the $500 to start, but you know what, Dana, I'm going to find it. You guys, those are the people that make it. Those are the ones that make it. There's no excuses. Right. It's like, I'm, I'm going to find a way. I'm going to find a way. And I find those people so inspiring. And that's why I love filling my head with, you know, all the all these so many different inspiring yeah. people out there. Right. It's amazing. And you, and you hear stories like this a lot and they absolutely are inspiring. And you you are a self 
self-confessed strong person and strong woman. So I want to ask you, what do you say to the people, and we talked about the mindset that's needed, but what do you say to the people who don't have that self-belief? They do want a change. They really deep down want to change. They don't know how, and they don't have that self-belief. They've, you know, they're conditioned to have a lot of um, self-doubt, but they want to change it. What's your advice to them? Oh, that's such a great question. It's almost like I knew you were going to ask that. So (laughs) I am all about personal development, you guys. You can only, you know, grow your income or, you know, just just grow your whole being as much as you're willing to grow yourself. And so many people go, well, I keep hearing that. So what do I do? What do I read? Like, what do I listen to? I have spent hours upon hours, as I'm sure you have as well, um, Fatima, because I know you've gone through a ton of personal growth as well. So I didn't get to where I am. But yes, I had a lot of self-confidence. Um, I had a fabulous upbringing, even though we we're very, very poor. But I was always, I always had instilled in me, it's like, listen, it doesn't matter how much money you have or how poor, you know, or how poor we are or whatever. You can be whatever you want. So that's what I grew up with. Not everybody has that programming that they've grown up with, but we can change our programming. So one of the books that I always recommend, um, I, I, I'm a huge fan of Tony Robbins. Not everybody is. And that's okay. Oh my. <laughs> right. You know, but I have a book. In fact, I'm looking at it right now um, because I often I, I remember buying boxes of these. So I would actually give them to certain team members that I felt needed that to start off with. Because I'm like, listen, I believe in you, but you have to work on believing yourself. So I need you to start reading um, Awaken the Giant Within. That's one of the first books I actually recommend to people to start. You know, and it's not for everybody, but you have to start people somewhere. And, and here's the thing, you can get it on Audible, maybe you don't like to sit down and read, or you can listen to this in your car. When I started really, when I started on this journey, I never watched TV for 13 months. I would get up early. Um, every time I was folding laundry, I had a podcast. Every time I was driving, I mean, I, I would have, even if I had kids screaming in the car, right? There was always kids screaming in the car, but I would have earphones in, you know, one earphone in and I'd be listening to that or, or I'd have them put earphones in and I'd be like, mommy's listening to something. Okay. Like you guys listen to your, you know, your cartoons and I'm going to be listening to this. I mean, you, you got to just make it happen. You just got to make it work. So many people are like, oh, well, I don't want to take time away from my kids. I'm like, listen, I built this. So my kids would have a better life that we would have residual income coming in that I could spend more time with them. Right. Cause so many people use their kids as an excuse. Whereas my kids to this day now, they're like, oh my gosh, mom, we have learned so much from you. Like you are so inspiring. We see what you do. You know, we want to do the same thing as you. You see the, the cards my kids That's write. Beautiful. Right. And, and, but so many parents are, like you said, tied in this guilt um, that they don't do that. So another one is Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. I got to be honest. I only made it past, I couldn't make it past chapter three for the longest time, you know, and then I started reading it more and more and more, right? And then The Master Key to Riches, also by Napoleon Hill. Um, I listened to a ton of Jim Rohn. That's R-O-H-N. He's no longer around, but his stuff is classic, you guys. Some, I mean, Tony Robbins was mentored by Jim Rohn, for instance. So I listened to a lot of these guys. And, um, you know, Developing the Leader Within You, John Maxwell. I, I love The Go-Giver. You know, Bob Berg. There, there, there's so many different resources. But I those love are- all of these books, Lisa. Right? <laughs> So many of my other guests have mentioned several of these books. So, you know, success leaves clues, right? Right. So that's what I would say to the person. And it's so interesting because I actually met with um, uh, someone today, a gentleman, uh, you know, happily married. He was so just his family, his, his children had gone to school. One was a lawyer, you know, one, one was um, going into med school, all of this stuff. And he was just really feeling really, really down in terms of where he was uh, career wise. Right. So he's looking at joining my business and whatever way. And, and we were chatting and, and, and he's like, but how, and he just had 
so much negative self-talk. He kept talking about, you know, so positively about his children, about his wife, and he never wanted to give himself the credit, right? He was, he was beating himself up the entire time. And I said, oh my gosh. So I, I identified immediately, like this, this gentleman has so much potential and I see so much within him. He just doesn't see it within himself. So I said to him, I said, oh my gosh, I just, I have a great mentor. He's got all these books. He's got an awesome recording. You know what? I'm going to send that to you because I want you to start listening to this. Right. And because I have to help him change uh, the way he looks at himself. And I know once he does that, and it, sometimes it, it honestly, it just takes reading one chapter. Sometimes you just have to read something that it's kind of like a bat hits you upside the head. And, and you're like, oh, my gosh, I, I, I do that all the time. Why do I keep doing that? Because there has to be that self-awareness. And often we're, we're not we're not aware of what we're even doing. Right. Yeah, we're not. So walking around with blinkers in life. Which is really absolutely. sad. Absolutely. So, so it's just really about doing some some tough work on yourself, right? That's where that that's where it starts. And here's the thing, you guys. Where does belief come in self? Like, it's all about confidence. And how do we become confident? We become confident by getting good at something. So I always say to people, I'm like, okay, I know that you know you're great at something. You might pretend that you can't do anything. I call BS on that. Let's start talking about. What is it that you're really, really great at? Okay. And they might say, you know what? I can bake the best cookies. Nobody can bake these cookies the way I can. I'm like, great. And how do you feel? So when somebody calls you over to come over, do you offer to bring the cookies? All the time. I'm like, right, because you know that you're great at it, right? So it's like you just have to because you've practiced. Maybe you, you know, maybe you blew the recipe who knows how many times, but you kept practicing and you kept practicing and all of a sudden you nailed it. And everybody was complimenting you on the cookies. So now all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, yeah, like I, I'm so confident in bringing these cookies because I know everybody's going to love them. But here's the thing. Think about how many times you blew the recipe before. And this is the, people want perfection right out of the gate. You guys write this they down. instantly, right? They oh my God. Instantly. You, you got to get messy before you get good. Write mm. it down. I love that. Got to get messy before you get good. You got to get messy before you get good. Okay. You know what? And we're our own worst judges. Here's the thing. If you are going and, and acting with the right intention, and that's the thing. I'm all, all, all about serving. You know, I, I don't get paid unless I'm helping somebody in, 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 in what and I do. Isn't that a beautiful thing? You know, you're right? changing lives and that's how you are rewarded. That's right. And I always go, my pay is a reflection of how many, how many thousand lives I've been able to impact. Right. Because if I'm not coming from that place, I don't get paid. I just I, I just simply don't. And I that model works very well for me. It's not for everybody. But for me, it works really, really well. And I mean, you know, that's another thing is finding finding that thing in life that, you know, works for us. And but think about practice, practice, practice. Think about the people like if you're terrified, most people are terrified to get up in front of a room, whether whether it's three people or, you know, you're, you're speaking in front of, you know, 30, 300, 3000. It's like, you guys, you got to start somewhere and you have to get uncomfortable. But it's like working a muscle. I mean, we both work out Fatima. So, you know, we, we know this. But. It's, it's working that muscle and and yes, it's going to be so painful and you're going to be sore and it's going to be terrible when you first start and you want to want to quit, but then you just keep at it and it just becomes easier and easier and easier and you just become stronger and stronger and stronger. It's no different if you're building a business or you set a goal of whatever, you know, whatever, whatever it might be. It's just, but always remember that, write it on a big sticky note. I've got to get messy before I get good. And, yeah, and then, really love that thing. right. And then, you know what I also do? And I do this with my team. Um, and I learned this from somebody else um, I, at a presentation I went to. I get people to celebrate their wins, regardless of how big or small. 
so I'll do it in a, like a, my transformation group, for instance, and I'll say, you guys, it's not about perfection. I want you guys to start celebrating and writing, oh my gosh, I drank, okay, I have a hard time drink, getting enough water. I drank all my water today, or you know, I, I drank 10 glasses of water today. Hashtag winbox. So you can actually journal. You can take a journal um, if you want to just write this at night. And you guys, so it's kind of like a gratitude journal, right? But, you know, being gratitude is a little bit different than celebrating our wins. So, you know, maybe start with your, you know, 10 things that you're grateful for for the day. Doesn't matter how big or how small. Um, but you can also write down, you know, what were your wins for the day? What did you do well that you're proud of? And I don't care how small it is because all of those little things add up to big wins. Right. Absolutely and I agree with that. And it's something that um, I have that I always get my clients to tell me at the beginning of our sessions. What are your wins for the week? What are your wins for mm. today? And it was one of my own mentors who who did that with myself. And I, I really liked it. I thought that's that's a really good way to shift my focus onto what's working rather than what's not working in whatever area of of life or whatever area you've got a specific goal, like you mentioned before, you know, career or or health or fitness or anything. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and and it's so funny because nobody ever taught me that. It was it was funny because, um, you know, and I actually have a win box. So it's really interesting. And and um, it, this is my friend, Pam Barnum. This is this is the person that shared this. And she said, you know what, because we all have bad days. Right. And, you know, we're all trying to win at something or I mean, whatever. We're like you said, building a business, working, working on our physical, whatever, whatever it might be. And she said, you know, when I'm having a down day, what I do is I go to my win box. And every time somebody has written me, you know, a, a kind note or given me a card or, you know, anything like that, um, I put them in this box. And she said, sometimes when I'm really feeling down on myself and, you know, I'm, not, I'm just not achieving enough and I'm not, I'm just not crushing my goals and I feel like I'm going backwards. She's like, I go to the box and I, and I start reading, I start reading the notes in the box. And you know what, you might be sitting there and you go buy a box and you go, you know what, nobody's ever written me a note. I don't even have one to read right? When you start serving other people, instead of just focusing on yourself, trust me, you will soon have a box full. Because that's what happens. And so it's just such remember a, that. Such a beautiful feeling, isn't it? Um, I know for me, things that go in my win box, not that I have an actual physical box, but metaphorically speaking, um, my sons, I used to write notes for them when I was making those. We talked earlier about excuses using your kids as excuses i like mm -hmm. to say use your ex don't use your kids an excuse as an excuse not to do it use your children as an excuse to do it to do it right absolutely because what you are going to create what you have created for them in terms of opportunity but not only that the real gold i think is in the lessons that you are teaching them that they don't even realize they're learning until they're older by chasing the goals by turning that tv off for 13 months you mentioned that you you know you had your goal you did your personal development you didn't watch tv for 30 months you listen to those podcasts while you're doing washing or driving and and while you're parenting you fitted in where you could because you had a goal you had a dream you had a passion you were teaching your children you know how important it is and what it takes to to achieve great things in life and as a result i think it's so beautiful that you're impacting so many lives through changing your own life Absolutely. And anybody is capable of doing that. It's all choices. You know, one thing that drives me absolutely crazy um, is when people go, oh, you're so lucky. Oh, my gosh. Don't even get me started. I don't really? believe in luck. <laughs> oh, like I worked, my, I worked my butt off because I chose to, you know, 
it's like, do you not think that I would have, like, I didn't even eat popcorn um, while I was transforming because I wanted to not only, you know, win this competition, which I ended up getting second in, but whatever didn't matter. I, you know, I was, I was a winner long before the end of the competition, but even getting my pro card, the amount of work that took and, and just the discipline, I never, and popcorn is like my favorite snack. I was, I'm like, it's my crack, right? And I, I knew that I couldn't resist popcorn. I could not go into a movie theater and sit there and watch a movie without eating popcorn. I, I, for me, I was just, I couldn't be around it. So I never even went to a movie. My family used to go to a movie and I used to tell them, listen, you guys, I'm so focused in on this school and mommy loves popcorn so much that I know if I go, I, I'm just, I'm just going to cave. So you know what? You guys go have a great time. I'm going to stay here. I really wish I was going with you guys, but you know what? We'll do something special when you guys get back. And so I never ate popcorn until I got my pro card and that was my treat. So 10 months without any popcorn. And then yeah, 13 powerful, months. Right. <laughs> powerful because you had a goal and it's not about the popcorn. It's about the discipline and, and also recognizing your own weaknesses. And for me, it wasn't popcorn. It was um, chocolate. I mean, I would eat <laughs> three, four, five chocolate bars a day. And then for a period there, um, I could still have chocolate, but one small chocolate bar once a week and then right. no chocolate and it may not have seemed like a big thing so again it's not about the chocolate it's not about the popcorn it's about the discipline and recognizing that okay I love popcorn so much that if I go to a movie theater I know that I don't currently have the strength to resist it so I'm going to remove that temptation and to do that takes having the goal and being disciplined about achieving that goal and why you want to achieve it so a really really great message again that can be applied in any area of a person's life Oh, any area. Right. And it all comes down to self-awareness. Again, that whole self-awareness piece, because if you don't know what your crutches are, you don't know why you, you know, so many people keep, you know, they'll start, they'll start. And I'll always say like, are, are you a sayer or a doer? Do you just say things or do you actually act on them and do doing them? Like, I want you to ask yourself those, you know, that question, are you a sayer or a doer? Because a lot of people, anybody can say anything, Right. But do you have what it takes to actually do it? Big and I believe we all have what it takes to do whatever it is we decide we want to do, but it's a matter of deciding it and wanting it. And, you know, okay, we spoke earlier about, and this was before we started the recording of the interview, we spoke about um, distractions from your path. So we're running out of time. So I really want you to talk to the listeners about being distracted from your path. So you may find this, this goal or this vision that you want to chase and follow, but there are always these little distractions, you know, tempting you off your path. How do you deal with those? Because I know that you've had plenty of them. Oh, yes, we were discussing this before. Um, and what I was saying in that was that even if you, you, you know, set a goal, it's okay to change your mind. So I want everybody to understand, and, and we, we were discussing this, um, you know, kind of pre-interview, is that because when, um, you know, when I embarked on this different journey, actually, after having huge success in, in my network marketing uh, company, I, I started thinking, oh, my gosh, you know what, um, maybe maybe I need to be speaking on bigger stages. Maybe I need to be going around. Maybe I need to be, um, you know, getting in front of more people. And, and it had nothing to do with ego. It was it was more truly feeling like, was I, was I truly stepping into my purpose? Had I stepped into my purpose enough? And, you know, so I was going through a whole year of um, a lot of, gosh, I, I, I tell you what, it was, it was almost like this inner turmoil and going through and, and, and traveling and here and there. And what I did discover in all of that, you guys, and it was, you know, it did cost me a fair bit of money, but um, I discovered that I had everything I wanted and more all along. So we can easily get distracted by 
you know, all kinds of other shiny objects, other things and people going, you know, and I, I had, um, I had so many people going, Oh my gosh, like you could earn millions just doing this kind of coaching and that kind of coaching and, uh, you know, this and that. And I went, yes, I have no doubt that I can, but you know what? I have a real passion, a real passion for working from home. I trust me. I love to travel. Uh, you know, I, I, um, but I want to just, I want to travel when I want to travel and I love to do it with my family. Um, but here's the thing is that I love to work with people that don't feel like they have to, you know, invest huge amounts of money, right? Because I know where I was at one time. So just to be able to empower and, and elevate people and mentor them, um, it's just, it's so rewarding for me. And that's, that, you know, going back to the have it all girl that we were talking about, it was just, I, was I just became so clear on everything and where I was going and I went oh my gosh you know what I truly do have it all for me for me that was that was for me and everybody's different right um but yeah getting back to the distractions um I wasted a lot of time and there were a lot of people I could have been helping in that time but you know what sometimes we just have to go embark on this um this journey this self you know uh journey and and I wasn't beating myself up there were so many lessons I learned in that that I can now share with people that I'm mentoring and and uh you know from around the globe and uh yeah but the message is it's like guys you know I don't want you to jump all over the place but it is okay to you know forgive yourselves you don't have to like if you change your mind that's okay but you know what don't ever give up and you know reset and look at going okay you know what I thought it was supposed to go here but that's okay but always look at it wasn't a waste it wasn't a waste of time or money maybe you've bought courses you've wasted you thought you wasted money on you know maybe you've gone to this place and you went oh my gosh why did I spend three days of my time at this conference or whatever I can assure you you guys every place I went every you know um, every event uh, every business meeting whatever all the time that it took even the dollars that that I spent there were learning lessons in every single every single moment and uh, so don't ever you know start feeling guilt around that go you know what this is just part of the journey and start writing down all of the lessons that you learned in that time but do know that there are tons of distractions and you guys try and keep the main thing the main thing uh, because you'll always have people especially as you start having a bit more success and people get to know you more um, there's going to be a lot of people trying to steer you in different directions so um, just be really clear on you know what, what excites you and what works best for you just because somebody else might want it for you you know really know in your heart um what works best for you and that's how you can have it all and that's a really um beautiful message to to finish off on and i know yourself and myself and so many people listening we have been distracted um but you know you you keep focusing on your big goal and you'll eventually come back to the right path. So thank you so much, Lisa. It's been incredible having you on the show and sharing all your wisdom with everyone that's listening. How can people connect with you? Where can we find well, you? You know what? Um, I'm a big Facebooker. Um, so you can find me on Lisa Walney, uh, L-I-S-A-W-O-L-N-Y. Um, if anybody would like a copy of my book, you can go to lisawalney.com or you can get the e-version um, uh, on Amazon. And on Instagram, I am at have it all girl. But, um, you know, if anybody wants to ever fire me off a message, Facebook Messenger is definitely the best way. Um, the easiest way to reach me, for sure. Beautiful. I'll make sure I pop those links in, into the show notes. Guys, I hope you have taken notes. I know that there has been something that um, has been a message for you in everything that was shared today because there was so much gold. Self-awareness is so important. How do we get self-awareness? personal development if you want something you're not sure what to do where to start the best place to start is really with personal development because then you start getting that self-awareness and you open a whole vortex and I'm sure Lisa agrees and then you'll be on your way so 
Have an amazing day. And until next time, see you later. Thank you so much for listening to the show. I truly hope you have found it beneficial and have taken some value from it. Hopefully a lot. If you did, please, please share this show with anyone you feel may need to hear it. I would also absolutely love if you would take a minute or two to review this show on iTunes, Stitcher, or whichever platform you happen to be listening to it on. With your help, we can accomplish my mission to positively impact 10 million lives. That would be so awesome. Now, if you want to connect with me or my guests on other platforms, or if you want to send me an email with questions or ideas of guests to interview, please check out the show notes. I am so incredibly grateful to have had your time today. And I can't wait to have you on the next episode. Have a great day.